Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Kara. Hello, sorry, you got me <laughs> coffee in my mouth. <laughs> I saw you take that sip. I was like, this is going to oh, no. be great. <laughs> like, yeah. Awesome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So listeners, today we have Karen Newhart on the show, and she is a color and print obsessed DIY queen who's here to help you create a beautiful lived-in life. I love that expression, lived-in yes. life, yes. through home design advice and chic DIY tutorials. So when I saw that on your site, the words that popped up for me were color, print, creativity, yep. home design, DIY, like yes. crafty ass female to the max. I'm yes. so excited. <laughs> so um, so peop- you're the chief content creator over at neverskipbrunch.com mm-hmm. and you're never skip brunch on Instagram and you host a podcast, Make Space. Yes, so- I do. We are going to have so much to talk to you about. I'm so, so excited, excited you're here. Yes, thank welcome, you for having welcome. me. Did I leave anything out of that sound pretty much correct? No, that is pretty much me. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so, all right. So we could start, jump right into it, start at the beginning. So we always ask our guests who are new to us and we want to find out. So like creative backstories. So yes. what is the earliest uh, recollection, recollection of creativity? How, whenever that you know started for you and then kind mm. of how it blossomed into the creative you are today. Absolutely. Well, as all creative stories go, it's a little bit windy, but um, I've had like a creative juices flowing like my entire life. My mom is essentially Pinterest as a person. Like if Pinterest (laughs) was a person, it's my mother. She's a kindergarten teacher. She's like bakes, like does say no more. (laughs) Say no more. Yeah. Um, And then my dad was like a contractor. So like realtor, contractor, and builder so growing up everything from like slumber parties to like what craft are we going to make to like my high school job was literally to install electrical outlets with my dad and like crawl around in hot attics and be the only girl on these (laughs) like jobs um so yeah I've always been in touch with creativity in some way or another but then towards college definitely got pushed down the like business finance route And so kind of jumped into that and then went to work in corporate oil and gas, which was, as you can imagine, a terrible fit. It's a very old school, still kind of a boys club. Um, My title was a land man. Everyone loves that because even though I was a girl, definitely they still call you land man. So yeah, just a different world and I was good at it. So it was really hard to leave. Um, So definitely did the like side hustle thing. And then eventually um, started a fashion blog, which looking back is very, very funny. (laughs) Leggings and like t-shirts and crop tops all day but um it was just kind of my first creative outlet where I yeah was just posting for fun and sharing my style and sharing like color and like something that wasn't serious excel spreadsheets Mm -hmm. so slowly but surely started adding a little bit more about my life and lifestyle and then I did like one home post um and then it kind of like blew up in in retrospect to like every other thing I had done my followers Mm. were like this like we're interested in this not what you're wearing do you remember (laughs) like what was what was was it just like posting of your house or was it like a DIY yeah so this was actually like a full collaboration with big lots of all people and it was like a fall like decor like entryway refresh and looking Mm. back like the photos are terrible and the whole space is like so ugly but it was a really good segue and it was really exciting to see like finally my audience get so excited about something and realize like that's when it really clicked for me that like this isn't about what I want to share it's about like how I can serve them and so I think not only was there like a content shift but there was like a mindset shift where it's like oh I'm just here to help them and like if we start there it's all going to be way easier than it had been so yeah eventually kind of made my way into DIY and it's such a fun space because it's growing so much. Like it definitely used to be a boys club and there's still a little bit of that, but like there's so many amazing girls like kicking butt and building amazing things. Um, So yeah, so blessed because now I have like community, which I never really found in fashion. Not that there isn't that, but I just never found it. Um, But yeah, when it comes to creativity, I just feel like there's, we all know that we can do it so much differently. Like if we're building from the same plans with the same tools, it's going to come out totally different so we're not competing at all you know there's just like a sense of collaboration so yeah creativity has been with me my whole life and that's kind of my windy path into 
home design and DIY. I one of the things that I love most about women on this show is when they form their own careers that are so based off of the things that are both their mom and their dad. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. It is it just makes me so happy because like the the things that we can do now, the things that our generation can do now were not things that existed for our parents' generation. Exactly. And we get these cool, amazing hybrid careers that, I mean, we didn't even know that we could do this stuff in high school. Absolutely. Or middle school because, mm. like, Internet 2.0 was not a thing. Yeah. I mean, blogs were just, you know, like, blogs just, were, you know, one-day blogs were a thing. Mm-hmm. And then everything kind of tumbled out of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now we have this whole world of hybrid careers and you put this together and this together. And I'm sure we would have gotten there eventually. Mm -hmm. But the internet, and I think especially women. Yeah, yeah. Have, because of the sense of community through blogging, through... And I think you really hit the nail on the head here with, you know, everyone can have the same blueprints. Everyone can start mm -hmm. with, you know, here are six pieces of wood. Yeah. Here are a hundred nails. Here's your hammer. You know, somebody's going to get white paint. Somebody's going to yeah. stain something. Somebody's going to put it on the wall. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to put it on the floor. And somebody's going to use it for crafty storage. Somebody's yeah. going to use it to put in the kitchen. Like, there's no reason why one has to be better, like, and one can't be better. Yeah, there's no one. way to even compare at all. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> that first five minutes was killer. Yay. Next, I love I when I go in. I love how you um, carve out that space that says you want to take like home improvement away from the boys' club, mm -hmm. and I think that's such a powerful statement because, like, like I scrolled your feed and was like, oh, like. <laughs> it, like our listeners are gonna check it out and know what I mean. Yeah. But like I scrolled the pegboard tool rack yeah. that you like the pink one or the giant wall because it was no it, it it was that the little amoeba shaped yeah, one yeah yeah she's and how you how you <laughs> testrist all those power tools but on this painted pink pegboard yes. and I'm just like if that doesn't sum you up <laughs> like I stopped it I was like wow yeah like but so good like, yeah so, so okay thank you so fashion so. So fashion blog to now you understand home improvement and DIY is the yeah. way to serve. And how did that morph into like Never Skip Brunch? Yeah. So Never Skip Brunch was actually the name of the fashion blog, which is funny because it's not even the name I wanted. Every URL was taken. <laughs> and I'm like getting mad because I'm like, I can't find anything. And my stomach growls and I'm like, I'm going to brunch. Like, forget this. <laughs> Never Skip Brunch. That's it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So that just the same blog. So if you like go back, literally, you'll find like fashion posts that you can laugh at. <laughs> I'm sure they're entertaining. Um, but yeah, so um, that was started to become a place where it was like hands-on tutorials. Like, here's the materials you need. Here's exactly what I'm building. Here's the plans. Here's what it's going to look like when you style it. And so that was like my starting place. And then um, really Instagram's kind of my daily situation. I don't really blog daily. I'm on Instagram stories every day. Don't post every day, but I'm on stories. Um, and then the podcast kind of came out as like, I realized that there's a lot of girls not ready to take the step into power tools, whether it's because they don't have space or they're intimidated or whatever it is. Um, and people that just wanted more strategies of home decor and how to really like make your space meaningful and not just beautiful. So that's kind of where the podcast came out of it. So there's like two kind of hands-on um, tutorial stuff and then more like mindset. Let's talk to experts. Let's strategize about how to make our homes amazing. So yeah, that's like my two-prong approach, I guess. I'm obsessed. <laughs> so smart. So smart. So you were doing the content and putting the static posts and how-tos, but then to fill it like flush it more yeah. give it some more meat with the podcast I get that yeah. and it comes back down that. to to service and mm. knowing who your audience is yes. and knowing how you can you know fill in you know we talk about niching down and mm. 
figuring out, you know, who it is you want to serve. But And then you just talked about this underserved portion of your audience and yeah. how you could literally talk to them right. about things that like, oh, no, you know, and it could be also, you know, apartment dwellers that mm-hmm. can't power tool mm-hmm. into their walls. Definitely, yeah. But, you know, they can put cool pillows and yeah, do yeah. things with furniture. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have loved that when I had <laughs> an apartment. And now I can't wait to dive into your stuff now that I have a house. Yeah. <laughs> we we read for our book club, uh, Alish Joy's Big Dreams um, Daily Joyce, it's right over there. Um, I know you never want to say the second joy because it's in her name. Yeah, yeah. So um, one of the things that always stuck with me with that was she gave a a metaphor of like a juggler and how it looks like they're doing a bunch of things at once, but it's really one. They can't catch one until they've thrown one. Like, you know, like it really is one thing at a time. And I was just curious if that relates to like, you knew like the podcast could come because you had this other stuff mm. spinning and working. Yeah. So like, I, I, I don't know if you could speak to that a little bit, like how, like when did you know to transition and how did you know you were ready because this other thing was working? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I do think that it's like, you can't have it all at once. Like you can have it all, but you can't have it all at once. You need to pick like phases and seasons of life where you're focusing on something and then once something yeah does have traction then it's okay to like okay we can start this other thing so in my story um i actually had like this side hustle when i first started never skip brunch that was a blogger community um for just denver like denver girls Mm -hmm. that would get together and like get brands to sponsor us for happy hour and do like workshop shops and um different things. Like I'm a teacher at heart and a trained photographer. So like, it was my passion to just like help everyone be better at content creation. Um, so that ended up kind of like a bunch of people moved away and I just became unpassionate about it. So that had kind of fizzled out by the time that I really just like honed in on DIY. So there was kind of space for something else to happen. Um, with that, we had a podcast as well, all about blogging, um, which was yeah amazing, but it was like, that season had clearly come to an end where that kind of served Mm. its purpose. I learned my lessons, I think. Um, And yeah, so it was just time. And then there was definitely a void to be filled, but I absolutely believe that, yeah, you have to pick kind of seasons because if you try to do everything at once, you're just going to do everything. Not as not really good. Like you're going to half-ass it. And then you could be doing one thing amazing and have that get traction and then slowly like have space to add other stuff. So does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. 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 It just seems like such a, like two, like you were saying, two prong approach mm-hmm. and they're both so, they seem to be working so well. So, yeah. I, you know, you yeah, can't but have it's them both at the same time. Right. It's definitely a learning process too. Like, yeah. it took me a while. Like, it took me a kind of a failed fashion block. Like, it wasn't really failed, but it wasn't growing very fast. And I wasn't having the level of like contact with people of them reaching out and feeling inspired to make projects or like, just yeah motivated and actually like helping as many people as I am now so um and that was all because I was coming from the wrong place and I was trying to do too much at once like I was on every platform trying to make YouTube videos and Pinterest and blogging and like you're just one person you know so unless you have a really a team like you gotta pick you cannot do it all because you'll burn yourself out how did you pick what worked for you did you find the things that worked for you and said, I like these platforms. These platforms are easy for me. These platforms work for me. Or did you pick the platforms that your audience resonated most with? Or did you find a balance between those? Yeah, definitely a balance. So I think like really every decision I've made, I've tried to like balance between kind of analytics, data-driven, looking at like what is actually numbers wise resonating and then like what am i passionate about because at the end of the day like even if the numbers are amazing if you don't have that like underlying passion to keep fueling you like you're going to get exhausted so for me it was the blog was kind of my strong core because i love writing um and then pinterest i'm also really visual and that really tied into like feeding my blog traffic um and then i was on instagram but i wasn't really dedicating like the amount of time that I needed to be on there in terms of like, not just posting every day, but DMing people and being on stories and really being like active and available versus just posting frequently. Because you can have an app that does that for you, but it's a whole different thing to be actually building a community on the app. And that's something I didn't realize at first because all these business classes were teaching me like, 
just post every day and like reply to comments and make sure your caption ask a question so people engage like that's not <laughs> enough it's not yeah and i think that that's a big thing that people forget about it's not just mm -hmm. you know because again when we think about old school blogging and yeah. old school social media i distinctly remember those graphics that were like twitter tweet yeah. three times a week yes facebook post to facebook twice a week yeah post in a group one time mm -hmm. and you know that's that's not how those those things work anymore yeah if you're gonna be on a social network you have to be social yeah on that network yeah and if you're gonna be on instagram you need to be on instagram you need to set aside 30 minutes in your day or 45 minutes in your day mm -hmm. and like that has to be your work day where yeah. you are working yeah. on instagram and that's hard work yeah it absolutely is yeah well kara i was gonna ask you how do you set like the because that's engaging could be all day every day non-stop mm -hmm. so like how do you how do you set the boundaries for yourself with that yeah so i mostly engage at night. Like um, when I'm putting a post up, I stick around for an hour afterwards just to answer questions, um, get a lot of DMs. So even like as all day, I'm posting stories, bringing people through a project. Like today I finished up some coffee bar shelves. And so the entire day was like, okay, we're cutting this piece of wood and now we're sanding and now we're screwing them in. But I'm like posting the content and I'm doing the project. I'm not looking at replies mm -hmm. really until the end of the day. And so- um, That's so smart. But you, but that doesn't work for everyone either. I have friends that are like so on it. And then by the time it's night, she's got to like shut it off. I'm done. <laughs> so, yeah. See, I think I have to be the type of person that's like from 9 to 9.30 is the time that I'm working on Instagram. Yeah. Because if I was to reply, I would get, I, I am the type of person yeah. who gets caught up in a conversation because yep. when I'm in a conversation, I want to be in the conversation. Same, same. And so... Like, I want to be fully and presently there for mm -hmm. the time that I am there. Yeah. Which is why I think I need to have those, like, hard time boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. Because I can't also, like, I can't be doing a project and then get distracted talking to people. Because then I'm just going to talk to people all day. Like, I could talk for right. hours. So yes. we got to do the project and then, like, yeah, compartmentalize a little bit. Because otherwise you just kind of drive yourself crazy. At least I was. Yeah. Totally. I think you have, that's a skill that I think you no one explicitly says you have to build yeah. when you're when you're but you learn the hard way <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely right. how it works yeah right yeah interesting mm -hmm. it's also not a skill that like you learn anywhere really it's not mm -hmm. like there's no one going around being like well come to this like weekend seminar on how right. to <laughs> do a project and not get distracted while being on an app that you have to also be on at the same time yes. like there's no no clarity that around like that. A, like, right, yeah, all. no, that's... Yeah. But also it needs to be done. And so you need mm -hmm. to teach yourself how to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. But also Pinterest. Mm-hmm. I've heard so many things, like, great things about visual arts people being on Pinterest and yeah. driving, like, major website traffic. Absolutely. Like, Instagram drives essentially no traffic to my website like occasionally if I have like a really strong like click like sh like a dedicated story where it's like we're making this and here's the post swipe up but other than that like yeah no one really clicks over from Instagram Pinterest however is like it's so different because it's not social like I've never commented on pins ever like I've never right. actually been social on Pinterest I just like go there to dream and like hoard a bunch of ideas that can be hoarded digitally instead of taking up space in my home. And right. like, yeah. And so it's, it's so different. You have to literally think of it as like search, um, mm -hmm. which like Pinterest 101, if you take a good course, that's like the first thing they say. Um, but yeah. And then it also builds over time. So you really have to kind of plan ahead. And like right now I have like stuff from a year ago that's finally getting traction. Like people are finally excited about it and it took so a whole amazing. year. <laughs> so, that's so amazing. Yeah. That's, that's so interesting. It's like, it's like the inverse of all of the other social media mm -hmm. networks. Where it's posted and it's relevant and then dead after three days, Pinterest is like, no one really cares. And then it gets repinned and it gets way more traction and it like builds in popularity. Yeah, it's totally inverted. 
which is why Instagram and Pinterest are a really good combo. Like if you can pick two and handle two, I would do those. It's like a long-term strategy is Pinterest, short-term, everyday Instagram. This is this whole conversation is jazzing me. Like to hear to hear like a really successful person talk about it in this way is so. Because I was I, we've been saying a lot this year on the show like home for creativity. It's tied to like this yeah. word that I whatever. But yeah, like the different spaces and what they serve for mm-hmm. your creativity and business. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah, right. Because it sure. is. It's it's Google plus like a cork board mm-hmm. for stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I still have Pinterest boards that I've put together like however long Pinterest has been around. Oh yeah. Some of those OG pins that you still see floating around. You're like, that was in like the first 10 pins to be on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Remember when you were it's into true. like whatever twinkle lights? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, no, I have like Lots a Chevron board. Chevron! 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 I said the same thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I legit have that. I, and I remember Amazing. going on like a couple of weeks ago and being like, cringe like mm-hmm. yeah. just at that and then also being like I can't possibly delete that because that's like just time capsule yeah oh yeah like this and again like our listeners listening I feel like are a lot of creative like young people especially mm-hmm. like a lot of 30s mid 30s follow us because that's where we are but like right. the 20 year old demographic coming into this influencer culture wanting to know how to do it like we never had this, like, you never had the yeah. influencer culture before, like, it was pre-influencer. Exactly. So, like, yeah, so, you know, one of the questions we wanted to ask was just, like, advice for those young ones trying to get in. Like, what would be the, like, you're giving good social media, yeah, like, yeah. this social media, this social media, but, like, the mindset, yeah. I guess, needs to be different now. Yeah, absolutely. So, my best advice is to, like, find your voice and carve your own path early on. That's mm-hmm. something that I didn't do. Cause when you walk into the space, it's like walking into a room and you're just kind of like reading the room, seeing how everyone else is doing. And you kind of like try to match the vibe. So you fit in. So what that looks like as an influencer is you walk in and girls are posting like doing giveaways or doing like Tuesday, shoes day or whatever. So you just like start doing what everyone else is doing. And that is going to, first of all, that's a good way of learning. Like if you're there, you know, that's totally fine to like, just jump on and kind of get your feet wet and learn, but like, do not stay there because you are just then following the crowd. You're not going to really be able to grow at like a actual pace. Like it's going to take you 10 times longer to grow because you're not offering anything unique. Like there's a million girls posting shoe pictures on Tuesday. That's just like a random example, but like you need to do something so different that it's like, Oh, you follow her for X. Um, where like my best friend, Jesse, like people follow her cause she paints everything black, like her whole house. She's always painting something black. Um, <laughs> me, it's like color. I have pink and yellow. And so like, find your voice, find like your unique thing. Um, and I know that's like a, I don't know, kind of like a stereotypical piece of advice, but you have to find that in terms of content. Like what is your visual aesthetic? What is like the topics you're really focusing on within like, your niche, like even smaller than that. And then you have to like find a unique way to do that. So different things that can brand you, whether that's using like the same songs in your stories when you do certain things. So people catch on and it becomes funny. Like I like to add these twinkly stars, like the same twinkly (laughs) stars to my stories. And I use the same colors and the same font. So when people are clicking through stories, like they're, I'm training them to know that's me. And like, you can stop and watch. Cause like, Oh, that's Kara. I just saw you know, that font and that color. So you got to find your voice in terms of like what you're saying, who you're saying it to, but also like how everything looks and like the conversation that you're curating, how, where we're really focusing in within your niche. So like tinier than just niching down to DIY or fashion or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's really important, really good advice. And I think for all of us that went through early blog years, rebranding and changing all of the colors and the fonts was mm-hmm. so popular. And fun. <laughs> so fun. No. Because <laughs> it feels it fresh was, and new. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a fun thing to do. And to now say, like, yes, pick your things. 
do your, you know, pick your fonts early, pick your colors early, streamline them. And then also, like, if you want to change them, just change them and then be consistent. Yes, yes. Don't flip flop. <laughs> like, stick to well, it. That, yeah, like, that's what I was going to say, too. Like, I feel like people hear the advice you give, which is so good advice. Yeah. But then, then what do I always say? Like, the stakes become very high. And they go, okay. Like, then it becomes, like, a very high stakesy thing. Yeah. When, in fact, it's still ex- lighthearted experimenting mm-hmm. and lighthearted, you know, mm-hmm. but always keeping that one eye open of, wait, what do I like? And, like, yeah. I always think, too, like, even on Instagram stories, like, you could finally do something go, oh, I like that. And then yeah. and then just go with that curiosity of interest. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be so high stakes. Like even so when you true. were describing your friend and it's like she paints the wall black, it's like who would have known? Like it doesn't have to be something exactly. monumental. Exactly. It could just be something that really clicks. I yeah. Think. And when I say find your voice, I don't mean like pick your voice and just decide. Yes. I mean like experiment and do it wrong a thousand times till you right. find it. But like yes. let's do that quickly so we can be efficient right. about it like, and mess up as much as possible, as quickly as possible to know what we should do. <laughs> right. Yes. I love that. I love that. I'm, I'm constantly trying to tell everyone all the time, make as many mistakes as you possibly can. Yeah. Because you're just going to learn – like learning – is so much easier when you do it through screwing up. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> as much as we hate screwing up, like, I am a person, I am, like, Enneagram number one. Mm-hmm. Type A. I don't like being wrong or yeah. screwing up. Like, yeah. I don't like it. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. But... That works. <laughs> yeah, like, the outcome is greater. You know, yeah. it's, it's not... absolutely. It's not fun to do like crunches, you know, (laughs) like, but you know, they're effective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's like, it's not fun to go through failure. Yeah. But the other side of failure is like awesome. Yeah. 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 I I think too, we're in a culture of like, high stakes stuff like high like trying to feel high stakesy and like even if you're in that experimental phase and knowing you're not getting everything right we underestimate the fact that our audience understands that that's part of it yeah like we don't give them that enough credit exactly to be, so and that they feels... even like prefer that to you being like fake amazing you know like right versus you projecting this like I know everything I'm doing when really you just kind of look like an idiot or you look average like it's better to be like open about that experimentation than like pretend you have it all together and just look not as good I guess right yeah it's so much better to be an authentic human than mm-hmm. an inauthentic anything else yes <laughs> yeah I love this conversation so oh, good. so <laughs> well, yeah. speaking of hold on did yeah. anyone else see the paparazzi pictures of Kylie Jenner no she looks like a completely normal human what and people are freaking out about it <laughs> she looks she looks like just this adorable like young girl <laughs> who I would just like give a hug to yeah I was just like she looked so normal and so like just adorable yeah like, she had these chubby cheeks and like I was gonna like forward it to my friends and I first had to like google it to make sure that I wasn't being pranked myself by somebody yeah. else <laughs> and I was just like now I just like her a hundred times more yeah because, like she's like, relatable she's a real human with like adorable <laughs> cheeks so true yeah no, it, yeah I, it was like and and I it was so it looked so much like she 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 looked so much like a real person. Yeah. Like just in anyone on this like she had like she honestly she looked like someone who was wearing their pajamas to class. Yeah. On a college campus because she had tie-dye sweatpants on. It's amazing. So that's exactly what she looked like. Like, you know, hair yeah. pulled back in a ponytail, no makeup. Like, she looked like somebody who rolled out of class, rolled out of bed, and mm-hmm. just was going to class. And I, it was just the most, like, I could not believe how... Relatable. Yeah. Just, like, real. Yeah. And then I was like, that's what she looked like? That's what she looks like? 
And what's funny is I think that post was like in a negative tone, like trying to say yeah. like, like it was trying to say without hashtag without makeup, like this yeah. is how they look, you know what I mean? Like, right. you're, like you're, oh, they're just regular under all that makeup, like. Yeah, you're spinning it in such a positive way. Yeah. It's like, yay, she's relatable. It should but... be. Yeah, it should yeah. be, you know? Yeah, like, I agree. It's freeing for all of us because it's like, oh, we don't have to be perfect right. all the time. And it should be freeing for her because it's like, oh, I could go out looking normal. <laughs> yeah, and I think she said something on an interview that was very to that point of like, now is a really cut, a great time to just go out and be go out without anything on or any of these things. I'm not That's exactly sure. Yeah. Right. So I hope more people will take that to heart, especially like all the young girls who buy all of her makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Will be like, okay, maybe now I also don't have to wear makeup all the time. Yeah. Let's collectively the- put less effort into our appearance so we can all <laughs> yes. save time, have more time to do boss things. Okay. I yes. like this. <laughs> Totally. Although I will admit, I've been wearing more makeup during quarantine than Same. I have, like, any other time. <laughs> Just to feel, like, like, normal and okay yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh, you know what? Today, I'm going to put extra moisturizer on, and I have, a, like, two-video day, so mm-hmm. I'm going to put on extra makeup. Yes. <laughs> and so, like, that's been, that's been really fun for me. I love it. But, uh, you know, choice. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of like, well, I'm leaving the house. Someone is, someone else is going to dare look at my face. So I must cover it with all sorts of hundreds of dollars of product. Out of courtesy to them. And yeah, that's correct. how I feel. Like, okay, no. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so like yes. that, I think, is, is great. And there's, there's a lot of messages about like that and social media and all of those other things. Mm-hmm that tie into, you know, the weirdness of being home right now. Yeah. So how has your life changed? Is it, has it changed a lot? Has it changed a little? So like it's, it's been a little bit of 50, 50 with, uh, with our guests since yeah. a lot of them are stay at home workers. Mm-hmm. But so tell us how, how life has been changed for you. Yeah. So normally I do work from home, but I have the house to myself. Like my daughter's in full-time daycare and my husband's at work and now they're both here and I'm feeling a little bit smothered, like love them, but not all the time. (laughs) So yeah, definitely has changed because I, we have to kind of coordinate and work around Ella and like my husband's work schedules and mine. So I don't know. It's, I think it's a good lesson in patience probably for everyone, but specifically like it's challenging me to not like that. I'm not (laughs) I have to prioritize other things that are going on. Like I can't just plan out my whole work day and do what I feel like doing, which is what I normally have the freedom to do. So having to be more structured has been challenging because I'm kind of like a, let's make it up as we go and we'll just figure it out and (laughs) not a planner at all. So yeah, really challenging myself to plan and be more efficient because I found I do waste a lot of time just like, we're just going to make it up. Like, oh, it's actually, if you have a plan, you can mm-hmm. save time. So working on that in this phase. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I've been hearing a lot is having the other people home <laughs> has been a little bit more challenging. The yes. phrase was, love them, but not yeah. all the time. I just want my house back, thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Yeah, it, that that's the phrase I think of this whole thing. It is love, love, love my them, people, but, love, but not all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, funny. quarantining with others is—it mm-hmm. makes for interesting dynamics. It does. And then you hear a lot more about your people's work life uh-huh. than you ever really <laughs> wanted to know. Yep, and that's. Fun. Fun. <laughs> yeah, fun is definitely, definitely the, the right word. word yeah. And it's definitely just such an interesting time to to try to just do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let alone like everything. Right. Right. And so have you changed your plans at all? Like have you been since since you do a lot of DIY home projects, yeah, have you changed any of the big projects that you have planned? 
A little bit. I mean, I'm trying to be more sensitive to what my audience needs and focus more on like, let's make stuff with what you have already hoarded in your craft supplies and like, let's repurpose and restructure and refresh because I know like, you know, obviously we want to encourage people to stay safe depending on your area, you need to stay home, um, whatever is going on. But then there's like, there's a lot of people that don't have the privilege of like making this time into some creative, amazing time where you can just redecorate your whole house. So I do want to be sensitive to that and like be offering tips to that sector of my audience that like is really struggling with being home and all the time or is an essential worker that is like, yeah, just so overwhelmed. So I've definitely restructured projects to kind of focus more on like at home, smaller scale things, but um, there's a stuff I'm still doing in my house, like stuff I already had the supplies for, um, like my coffee bar and a few different things, um, that I'm finding people are enjoying because even though they don't want to make it right now, it's good inspo. They're loving to watch the process because it feels very like you accomplish something. It's like when I watch clean with me videos on YouTube and then I actually don't go clean my house because it <laughs> felt so like satisfying and it felt like I did that. So that's the kind of cleaner I am, <laughs> a non-cleaner, but I do prospect. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the shift I've made is like smaller scale stuff and yeah, trying to listen to my audience and see kind of what they need from me during this time. Yep, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Because as a consumer, like I do want to hear people acknowledging that what we're going through is crazy, but I yeah. also need some sort of normalcy. Yes, <laughs> like, I also need to see people doing what they would normally do uh -huh. also. And some way to like zone out and get really invested. Like people are really yeah. invested in my shelves. And it's, I think if they just needed something to hold on to, yeah, it's like, right. I'm happy to give that to you. But yeah, right. like I just did a podcast episode about like, nine different categories of DIYs that you can do while you're at home. So like plants and paint and like different categories to kind of get people thinking of like, okay, what do I have? What could I dive into and create? Um, so that was really fun, but yeah. Yeah. I love that. Just like bite-sized things of like, mm -hmm. well, even if I don't have that, I have this. Yeah. And even if I don't have that, or even I can't get that, you know, maybe I can get this or rework exactly, this. Exactly. Exactly. That's really great. That's so awesome. I love that you are so open and you listen to your audience. You have a really great ear to who your audience is. Yeah. And I think like that's one of my favorite parts of being a content creator is that you have a relationship with your audience. Exactly. And, and that's something I didn't have. Give and take. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have for a long time. Like it took me a long time to learn to listen because <laughs> I, you know, was just so creatively inspired and like I wanted to post what I wanted to post. And so really to, and then to get people to respond even, that took a while. And you just kind of have to experiment and post to crickets. And, you know, if that doesn't work, then you pivot and you have to like try it again and again until people talk back to you. And then when they do, you have to listen. <laughs> like you have to yeah. actually listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> And you're right. It takes, it takes such a long time. It yeah. takes a really long time and it takes so much failing and like, <laughs> and the failing doesn't mean that you're not good at it. Exactly. exactly. It just means that you haven't found like the right way yet. It's like, yep. you know, you're driving to a place and you just haven't gotten there yet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So true. And just because, you know, a million people aren't talking back to you yet, or a thousand people aren't talking back to you yet, just because, you know, when one person talks back to you, like, that's amazing. Yeah, it literally is. <laughs> it's like, it's so cool that you have, you know, one person who wants to say hi or say like, hey, that thing that you made really helped me get through this really hard time. Yeah. And we all know, like, we're going through a really hard time right exactly. now. So you know, they're not bullshitting you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we did one of my favorite lines from Austin Cleon when we read his stuff was him saying like a lot of people don't take the opportunity to use obscurity. Yes. Right. So like when they're not so known, but they have a couple of followers, like try things out on them. Exactly. And so like a lot of people don't want that. They just like want to buy the followers and get mm. their thing. But like they're not using the fact that you're not as known exactly. as that precious time to like hone. Well, and yeah. I think people feel really nervous when they only have like, you know, and it's, whether it's followers or, you know, newsletter subscribers or people talking back to you, they feel like, oh, well, I'm because I don't have as many, that must mean I'm not good yet. Right. And so then you, you're afraid to experiment or you're afraid to, you know, you're just afraid. Mm -hmm. 
and it doesn't mean that you're not good yet. It doesn't mean that that's, there's no correlation. Exactly. It just means you haven't spent that much time doing it yet. Yeah. And let's experiment when fewer people are watching. So when you do mess up, there's less people seeing you fall on your face. <laughs> right. You don't want to skip ahead and have a million eyes on you because that's a lot of stress when you're still new to something. So right. don't skip that part of the process. That's something I tried to do because I want to be like efficient, fast. Let's get to it as fast as possible. Like I wanted to skip over being bad and making terrible content and having no one talk to me. But like you don't get to. You have to like push yeah. through it. Yeah. Yeah. The desire to be efficient is like, I totally get that. <laughs> Do you sometimes get troll slash negative feedback at all? Yeah. But what's, oh. okay, here's what's funny. If I would have got trolls like in fashion blogging or even early on in DIY, it would have really affected me. Like it would have mm. crushed me. But now I'm in a place where someone trolls me and like it uh, does not affect me. And I like <laughs> just sass back too. People like, yeah. DM me and like, you know, critique my work. First of all, it's my house. I have to live here. Like, don't care. I'm happy that if I inspired you or if you learned that you don't like something by looking at my house, like that's important too. But let's not tell me what to do because you don't like But yeah, I have no problem just like, thanks for your opinion, but also, nope, you can leave at any time. Like, let's not be hostile. Like, go ahead and there's the door. So that's kind of my approach, which is like a little savage, but like, you have to be, you have to be like, this is what this community is about. This is the space I'm curating. And if you don't want to be a part of that conversation in like a productive way, that's going to help people and help you grow, then leave. I don't got time <laughs> for it. Yeah. Like, so time. trolley comments, like if they're real rude and they're not like a critique, that's going to be helpful. Delete. Bye. No, you don't get to talk if you're going to be rude to people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't get to talk. You don't raise <laughs> your hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I've, I've been watching lots of Westworld. You know how they say like stop, or <laughs> they, they get them to just stop Pause. talking. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> yeah, Seesaw motor function. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yes, we need to be able to tell people to seesaw motor functions. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, so funny. Just a lot of Westworld going on in this. Oh, episode. same. That's like what I'm watching the most of right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know I'm obsessed with that show. Yeah, so, how mm-hmm. do you hold on that phrase, Kristen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, a little Dolores. It's a little Dolores. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> do you ever notice how whispery she is? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's definitely Dolores ASMR on YouTube. <laughs> me, and, me and Tom, anytime we, we want to say something and really get each other to listen, we go, our Dolores voice. <laughs> You're used to Dolores. <laughs> our Dolores voice. I love this. Oh, my God. So funny. Oh, this is such a fun interview. You want to do resilience? I okay. do. Okay. So do every episode in season six, we've been asking everybody, Yes, every episode in season six, we've been asking everybody. <laughs> That's true. These are my tongue twisters that I say to get better at speaking on podcasts. <laughs> in season six, we've been asking everybody about how resilience has been showing up in their lives, either right now during mm-hmm. our time of global pandemic or sometime in their past life. Yeah. Uh, how, how has resilience been coming up for you? Yeah. So I think resilience for me is a lot to do with like adaptability and learning that like, there's a lot of blocks you come up against and you have to learn how to pivot and like make the most of things, but also like walk away when it's not okay. So for me, that's like career pivots, like oil and gas to being a stay at home mom for a year that I really, that didn't fulfill me. And I had to not (laughs) be in that space because it wasn't working for either of us. Um, Content pivots, like seeing what's working for your audience. And then just in like home life, um, kind of just ruthlessly editing and like ditching what's not serving you. So not even like, yeah, career stuff or trying to make content like in your house down to like decor things, whatever's not working, like it needs to go. And so sometimes I think when we hit those blocks of like stuff, yeah, blocks and we have to be resilient. It's because like, there's a lesson to be learned and there's something we have to kind of like shed, like shed your skin to become like the better you or for me it's like a hermit crab which is inadvertently because my spirit animal which is not what I wanted but um <laughs> backs long backstory we won't get into that but basically like they after ch- chatter <laughs> oh yes perfect yeah, yeah. um they change 
shells like as they grow and so I think that's a really cool metaphor for like you have to take a lot of risk and you have to as you're growing like be adaptable and make those big changes and those big shifts so yeah adaptability is probably the key word there I love that answer great answer yes absolutely um yeah I'm very excited for this uh, hermit crab story. <laughs> yeah. We're going to tease you right now because it'll be an after chat. You have to okay, come over there. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, and we're going to f- conclude this episode with our currently round where we go through um, Kristen's currently card that people can find at areyoukristen.com slash currently and we go through it on the podcast. Oh, hold Are on. You- I have oh. two new currently books out also. <gasps> Shut up. Yes. Tell they, us. They are available on Amazon right now. And so you can find them by Googling my name, Kristen Tweedale, currently list, and their Traveler's Notebook books. And so if you are not, like, just fill out the list type person, you want them all in a book. Yeah. They are just, we made them. They're available on Amazon. They'll be available in my shop when Amazon's shipping craziness is all over. (laughs) And they're so cool. I know. I don't know where I put them. I normally have them right over here. So I'll show them in After Chatter. Yeah, Yeah. find them for After Chatter. After Chatter. They're amazing. And so it's the currently list, just in a book. So Cool. In like a super easy way to fill out. Yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. So let's do it on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So, Kara, what are you currently watching? Uh, Westworld. Westworld. Not it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yep. I'm not caught up, but. Yeah, I have one like episode, episodes which is yeah. exciting. What do you think of the new world that they're in? Uh, I didn't know if I was going to like it, but I yeah, love Earth, it. Yeah, Earth, but like the future. It's amazing. Like, my, mind-blowingly amazing. I don't even know if I can get into all my thoughts. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, no, it's I think so it's, a really good, it's a really good critique of, like, technology leading us and, like, letting it not run our lives, but, like, a little bit. Yeah, I think there's some lessons to be drawn from that narrative. For sure. But, yeah. I was very excited about the music episode. Where Did that took, happen already? The, you guys are one episode behind? Yeah, I'm two. You're two episodes behind? Okay. It's maybe, this. Wait, maybe I'm two now. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. What day is it? Yeah. <laughs> what day is okay, it? Okay, <laughs> it wasn't the last episode. It's the episode before. Yeah, I didn't see that yet. Okay. it's That's right. the music episode. Oh, wait. Okay. okay, wait. I think I know what you're talking about. There's I'm, just different... There's different music playing yeah, throughout the yeah. episode. Oh, I like that game when you're like, what song is this? And it's like played by the piano. Yeah. But like different genres. Of- yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fun. Fun. Yes. It is very that cool. That was a very cool episode. Very yeah. layered for sure. Yes. Love that. Um, yeah. And John Gallagher Jr. who plays uh, the head of, oh God, what is it? Insight? Mm-hmm. I saw him in Spring Awakening. Mm. on broadway when i was 21 what he's amazing amazing. he won the 20 he won the tony yeah he won the 20 (laughs) (laughs) 20 tonys i know god no wow so i was i I love him yeah he he was also in newsroom the worst aaron sorkin television show um (laughs) wait do you not like newsroom uh, no, I just think it's the well, I think it's the worst of the Aaron Sorkin television shows. Oh, okay, okay, I missed that part. I was like, worst one. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Is Jennifer Fair. Aniston in it? No. No, that's that's the that's the new one that's on Apple TV that oh. you're thinking of with Steve oh. Carell. Also, yeah. Yeah. What is that one called? Morning Show. I need See, to get Apple TV. It. Apparently, I um. <laughs> There's an amazing show with what is her name? Oh my god! I know no one's name like celeb wise. I'm so bad. Oh at this my god! Game. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm usually oh god. really good, but oh god! Now I can't remember her name. She's the girl. She was in like Pitch Perfect two. She they brought her on. Uh, Haley Steinfeld. Oh yeah. She played Emily Dickinson. Interesting. It was absolutely amazing yeah also all of the apple tv shows have incredible music because apple has all of the rights to the music oh makes sense that, yeah whoa yes um the emily dickinson show which is called dickinson yeah is like it was so good it had no business being that good yeah. it was like made for like <laughs> millennial women yeah who are like 
like good music and historical nonfiction. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting really so, excited about this. I know what I'm watching tonight. I needed like, new things we, to like, binge, binge so. We <laughs> binged it so hard. And like who somebody sh- crazy showed up. Like somebody crazy showed up in the first episode as death. Ooh. Wow. Maybe like a time warp binge where you yeah. binge and you're like, what day is it? I'm like <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No. And John Mulaney showed up as like Oh my god, I even know, like Ralph Waldo Emerson or something. Yeah, nice. Like cameo. It was so- amazing. That was one of my favorites of 2019. Oh, Perfect. Emily Dickinson. <laughs> I can hear him right now. He's such so, a so good. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, love no, it. she just she killed it. Good TV talk. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> excited. Actually, that was so helpful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I really love that one. Even if all our listeners get is currently round. They take the nuggets from currently around <laughs> yes. now. <laughs> okay, Kara, what are you currently reading? Um, Hilton Carter's new book called Wild Interiors. He's like a plant guy. He totally reframed my ability to care for plants. I was killing everything I touched, and now I have like 10 surviving plants. Um, but he wrote a new book all about like other people's spaces, and he really focuses on like plant styling within spaces, not just like gardening, because to me that's kind of boring. <laughs> I mean, you have to like learn about plants to yeah. know like what kind of plant you have and all the logistics, but the styling thing is obviously what I like more. So really loving it. Ooh. And the cover's pretty. So if you buy it just to put on your coffee table, yeah. you got a lot of good colors. That sounds nice. really good. It's I would love to good. know more about plant styling. Yeah. Wild Instead of just like put them all over my floor. <laughs> he's very into it. Like he's very into like the pots and like how to elevate them and group them and a lot of Yeah, thought. but I would love to, I mean like. A plant stylist. I would love to know all of that. Like, did we know that was a career? But it is like amazing. Yeah, that's I have fantastic. Yeah. I have to get it from my sister. Her yeah. whole she always says she's like you're the cat lady, I'm the plant lady. Oh yeah. And every time, every time I take a send her a picture of the cats, like my baby, she's like she'll send me a picture of like a, a plant. Leaf. She's <laughs> like my baby. <laughs> oh no, this guy literally has three hundred plants in his apartment. Wow. It looks like a jungle. He has like a whole wall where he like propagates them, like little baby That's plants. my sister. Yeah, it's a whole With thing. The sponges and they come out the, mm-hmm. the bottom. She has the the lighting. Yeah. All right. I know what I'm getting. He has like these vials. He calls them cradles. It's like the cutest thing ever. That is okay. That's amazing. Got it. Thanks. He's two books, so (laughs) nice. (laughs) Birthday and Christmas. Yeah. There you go. Uh, There you go. (laughs) What are you currently listening to? I've been really into Kesha lately, which is kind of random. Um, because I was really into her like in college, obviously for like yeah, like pregame music, but like her recent album is kind of interesting i don't know i'm just like i feel like every time she comes out with something she's a whole new person yeah like just she's the just like re a new... like transformation <laughs> yeah i think that's yeah. what i'm hooked on because it's so different yeah. than yeah it's like it is kesha yeah, but, but yeah. it isn't but it isn't <laughs> the kesha you like do a new yeah. version yeah that better that, yeah that's fun that yeah. is fun about her anytime spotify drops a kesha song into my playlist i walk over to my computer and i'm like oh okay well that makes sense and i'm like i guess i have to add this to my playlist because i'm like well it fits you know i just love it mm-hmm. i had no idea what it was but but i'm like it's it. in my life now <laughs> it's not Kesha, going anywhere you, yeah you tricky devil you Kesha. <laughs> sneaking into no my playlist Right. What, no matter what phase of life we're in. I didn't want to like yeah. you. We're but in, I, but I, do. <laughs> I love it. What are you currently making? Everything. No. Um, <laughs> so currently I'm going to make over a table. I'm doing this thing with my bestie called Finish Fridays, where we actually finish the projects that we start. Because um, nice. we're in the 95% club where we get every project to the 95% point and there's always one thing you have to do. Like for example, sealing your grout. Like I made a whole tile wall. It looked beautiful. The Instagram photo is beautiful, but like to make it fully functional, you need to seal it. And that's not glamorous. No one's going to be able to tell, but we're going to do like a project every Friday. So this Friday I'm finishing a table and I have to like scrape all the paint off with stripper and everybody hates that job, but it's going to look so good because yeah. Yeah getting it down to the wood so that's what I'm making right now <laughs> I like that 
Yeah. I, I really like that. That's I fantastic. Yeah. That's really good. And it's so manageable. Like we've been a, a lot of like this resilience season has been about like how can we really dumb down goals and make yeah. it like step and step. make it yeah and make it so like uh for dummies like yeah. that book used to be like yep. ugh, finish friday like once a week finish something not every day and yeah all the things like once a week one thing right and that's what so we realized like we're similar personalities and so as creatives we're very like next new next yeah. new what are we doing now and so it's like our progress and our like pace of projects is a little unsustainable like we go hard and then we burn ourselves out and we have to dig each other out of a hole and be like, get up. Nope, we're doing it. Come on. You're not, you're not going down. Um, so we're like, what could we do that's just consistent and small and manageable? And that is not the fun, new, glamorous thing, but has to be done. So that's the strategy. And we're like four weeks in. So, so far. It's I working. love it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What are you currently feeling? Uh, energized, actually. It's been... A roller coaster. I'm sure many have experienced this of like, we laugh, we cry, we, you know, all of it. Um, but yeah, right now I'm energized. I'm feeling like a little more grounded than I have been. I've been feeling really, I don't know, kind of on like unsteady sands, not really knowing like what I should fully commit to because there's so much uncertainty, but realizing like, let's just do the small things. Let's do a day at a time and let's like stay energized about it. So yeah. Nice. What are you currently planning? Um, fingers crossed that Haven conference is happening, which is like a home and DIYer conference in July. So we might just be able to make it if this thing blows up over. Um, and if it does, I'm going to be teaching a podcast course with one of my friends, Tracy. She has a home related podcast as well. So that'll be really fun to get back into teaching mode. And I've never taught yeah. like a podcast class before. So that'll be fun nice and, and right if I link to it right now, uh, listeners can buy ticket or like yeah, Sign they're selling early step. bird tickets. So moving cool. forward as if it's happening and that's what I'm just having to do mentally. It's like till the last minute and we know it's not, it's going. So right. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I have a retreat planned for the yep. last weekend in July. And right now that is, I feel like that's a good time. Yeah. And I'm honestly, I feel like that's like people are going to want to get together. Exactly. I've just been saying, like, my sanity will hold as long as July can still be July. Yes. I, like, I yes. think I'll be okay for the next two months as long as July will still Same. feel like it. Same. Like, July is yeah. my month. It's my birthday. Yeah. I love summer. Like, I need to get outside in sunshine. So as long as that, Same. pool days, all of it, will be fine. Same. I agree. Okay. <laughs> Kara, lastly, what are you currently loving? Um, my new coffee bar, but in more general terms, being organized, which is not something that I excel at, if you haven't noticed along this whole thing. But yeah, I made shelves and like a storage cabinet and everything's finally organized. And coffee's like my one like linchpin in my entire morning where if that goes right, we're on track. And if it doesn't, mm -mm, not happening. So yeah, just having like a kind of a morning ritual and consistency to like make the coffee and everything's it has a place and there's just something centering about that first waking up being a non-morning person. So yeah, a little bit of organization. Can't say the same thing for the clean pile in my laundry room, <laughs> which is just what I dig through to find what we're going to wear in the morning. It's all clean, but it's not folded. <laughs> Type A totally feel that. Anxiety right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> I like occasionally give house tours of like my house when it's like a bomb has went off because it goes through phases. And I do, and I show the like laundry room. There's so many messages like this is giving me anxiety. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. This is great interview. So this happy has been wonderful. Have Good. You. Thanks this for having me. So, yeah. so I had so much fun. I felt like I was just chatting oh. with friends, and like That's... I haven't had new friends face to face in like a yeah. while. <laughs> so that's. Glad to be of service. Yeah. <laughs> we are oh. going to head over to After Chatter and talk about Hermit Crab. Oh, please. Spirit yes. Animal. So excited for this. <laughs> and you're going to be able to find that at patreon.com slash craftyassfemale, where you can support the show for $5 a month, where we will come and give you lovely content like this amazing interview with Kara and interviews with other amazing crafty-ass females. 
and wonderful solo episodes from Amanda and I. And we'll be back next week with another fantastic episode. If you guys want more, go listen to the hundred and... How do you even know how many? <laughs> this is going to be a hundred and twenty so or thirty something now. So and so we have a hundred bonus episodes for you over on the Patreon. Lots of other great stuff. We love you so much, and we'll be back next week. We hope that you guys are staying safe and staying healthy, and we will catch you next Monday. Bye, guys. Bye.